Welcome to Surfcast. Thank you for joining me. My guest today is Amy and Kevin McGlamry, pastors of Life Church in Huntsville, Alabama. But the cool thing is, they're really my friends. I know I say a lot about that whenever I bring people on the podcast, but uh, you know, friends kind of go way back. And um, the cool thing about friendships is you don't have to kind of rebuild when you really got one. And that's the case here um, with Kevin. You know, of course, Amy, we love you too, and we're thankful for you being here with us today. These guys um, are incredible people. They make a lot of impact for the kingdom of God. They're touching the world. Their church is making huge inroads and impact. They are parents of three, and uh, we're delighted to remember Lindsay, who was at Leak. We're delighted to remember Miles and um, his wife, Caitlin, and I think they live in Alabama. And then, you know, you got Kendall, who is a sophomore here at Lee University. Kevin is on the Council of 18 for the Church of God, so if you know what all that means, Means he's got a lot of meetings in a lot of places. But the other cool thing about that is he's actually a newly uh, appointed, not yet minted. He's got some time to, f- to figure that out. Member of the Lee University Board of Directors, where I'm employed and Surfcast is housed. And we are delighted to have these guys in the room. And we'll be right back with this conversation with pastors Amy and Kevin McGlamry. <laughs> Kevin, welcome to Servcast, man. I'm glad you guys are here. Well, it's our honor to be with you. Thanks for the invite to be on this podcast with you. We're we're excited to be here. Yes, yeah, so honored to be a part today. Now, Kevin's been in chapel many times at Lee. I say many times over the years. Sometimes a long time ago as a student observing the stage, and then more recently in the, in the last few years, he's actually been a speaker. But I don't know if you've ever done a podcast that's housed out of Lee yet, so welcome. Maybe this will be the first one for you. This is our this first, is first first time to yes. do it, and mm-hmm. so, hey, there's always the first, so we're looking forward to it. Thanks for having us. You got it. Now, Kevin and Amy, you guys are part of our pastor series, which means we're doing some um, interviews with some pastors, people that I think are movers and shakers in the kingdom, people that are really making impact, people who have a um, great track record, you know, who have kind of been doing this for many years. Kevin, you and I met when you were first at North Cleveland. How long ago was that, man? It's uh, probably more years than we want to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, I can remember we were talking about our friendship and, and going back a little bit. I was remember I remember when we played a little softball back in the I day. Do. We used to play against each other at the great Tinsley Park here in Clean Vegas. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that that's those are I mean that's years ago. I, that would have been the, the mid-90s. Yes. I, I hate to say that, yes. but it would have been the early to mid-90s. Uh, so we've uh, had good good relationships since then, and Absolutely. kind of cr- our paths have crossed with, with student ministry, with Winterfest, yeah. with uh, Church of God ministry in general. Yeah. Uh, so it's been, uh, been neat to see how all that has evolved over the years. So really, really cool. And if you're close to Huntsville, I'll tell you, I've been to Life Church. Yes. Actually, I've spoken at Life Church. And so if you live close to Huntsville or you want to drive into Huntsville, that's a great church. You want to look it up and you want to um, spend some time getting there. Now, you're a graduate of Lee University as well, Amy. Is that correct? Yes, sir. When were y'all students here? I was here from 87 to 91. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, did you guys meet here? Yes, we did. And you got married? We got married. Uh huh. Ninety four. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. A- Amy does not look it, but she might just be a couple years older than me. <laughs> That's she right. She doesn't. She That's doesn't right. look it, but she's trained me up well. Yeah. The big question yes. is whether or not she acts like she's older than you. you know? That's the big <laughs> question. So uh, no, I don't know about that. I'll let somebody else answer that. That's right. I don't want to get in trouble today. There you go. You know, Kevin. Officially, man. Welcome to the Lee University Board of Directors. You've been a friend of Lee for a long, long time. I'm sure you don't even have a clue what all that means right now. You just were appointed recently in the last few weeks. And uh, 
So, man, I want to officially say welcome to that role. I think it's a win-win for us. Well, I'm, I'm definitely honored uh, within our Church of God movement. Uh, the Lee University Board of Directors and the World Missions Board are really two of the, we won't say, I would say they're probably the elite boards to be appointed to within yeah. our movement. So to be able to, to be a part of the heritage sure. of great members of the past and now the present members to be appointed uh, as, a, as a new member is indeed a distinct honor. And I love the university. I mean, I graduated with my undergraduate degree in 94, my master's in 07 mm -hmm. from Lee. So I love the university. And I just want to, uh, I told Dr. Walker, uh, I, in fact, I said, I just want to contribute and, and help as best I can. So I'm sure. looking forward to the opportunity. So yeah. thank you for the welcome, yeah, and I'm glad it. to be a part of it. You got it, man. I'm sure we'll see more of you around campus. Absolutely. Yeah. Amy, 11 years as a public school teacher. Yes. Yeah, so you were called into school teaching, I guess, or yes. to be a teacher. Tell yes. us a little bit about that. So let me let me bounce this question, and you guys can just kind of ping-pong off of it for just a minute or two. Um, I want to talk about calling. I want to talk about you're called into pastoral ministry. You're right. called into preaching ministry. You're called to be a minister. Amy, you are a, uh, a co-pastor of Life Church. Yes. I want to know in a little while what that's about. But first, I want you guys to speak into the idea of calling because when calling happens we can't so easily reject it or move away from it now we might ignore it for a while not embrace it but it's still there yeah that's right talk that's a little right. bit about calling um i kevin i've talked about this often but i really had felt the calling and god confirmed that calling in my life before i ever met kevin and even as a, a high school girl mm -hmm. i had two prophetic words that came into my life and confirmed what i already knew to be true is that i felt an anointing from the Lord in ministry, but I didn't know what that would look like. In my day, back then, um, I, I felt like I had to marry somebody that did ministry to be to do that, and, and a lot of that's changing. But uh, So when I met Kevin, he had mentioned that God had dealt with him with calling, but he wasn't ready to accept that calling. And we both were teachers when we started out, both of us, and he was high school, I was elementary. And we know that God uses people not just in the platform, right. but in the business and education and medical right. and science. And so I was open to whatever that looked like. I just knew there was such a desire in my life to fulfill what God had called me to do. And while I was here at Lee in 87 to 91, I remember just really seeking God and praying and saying, God, you've got to show me. I know there's a calling, and I don't know exactly what that looks like, God, but I know you're going to show me. And he began to do that through the choir I was in, through uh, group uh, devotions that we would do here at Lee. God began to show me the calling of ministering the Word of God that was mm -hmm. on my life. And so when Kevin and I married, we were school teachers, and I knew that was part of that season of calling my life and ministering to, to young people and children. Um, but I knew that uh, it even went beyond that for the future, and, and God just began to open doors and confirm his word. But uh, most of all, I think it's just the desire to fulfill the purposes God had for my life. And I even told Kevin, we can do that in the local church. We can do that in the schoolhouse. But how, wherever God takes us, we were just willing to go. I, I think calling, um, you know, in my life, Amy said it well, she was ready uh, I wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, I said, Lord, I, I want to do everything, but be a preacher. You know, I've, I made the infamous statement. I'm not going to be a preacher. I'm never going to be a preacher. I'm not sure. going to uh, pastor. I'm not going to do those things. And everything that I said never to, when it came to ministry, the Lord said, actually, you are going to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me saying yes to the Lord, I wanted to be a division one coach. And, uh, that was my dream, but God said, you're just going to coach in a different format. And so saying yes to the Lord was was good. I, I never forget Amy and I when we we're talking about calling. 
one time when we were newly married, she said, uh, she said something about, are you dealing with the call of ministry? Mm-hmm. And I said, don't ever say that to me again. And she <laughs> knew right then, well, he's definitely dealing with the call of ministry, <laughs> you know, but I didn't want to accept that. Sure. But here, let me just quickly say this about calling. I never forget when I spoke to someone that I trust regarding the call of God on my life. Mm-hmm. It was my dad. And I talked to him. I said, dad, I feel like I'm, I'm called to ministry and I want to talk to you about it. And for 45 minutes to an hour, he tried to talk me out of that calling. There you go. And finally, I, I'll be honest with you, I got a little ticked. I hope I can say ticked on the podcast. But You're a board member, I, man. You I, say whatever you yeah, want to say. Yeah, I mean, I was, I, was a, I was a little bit upset. And finally, I looked at my dad and I said, Dad, I thought that you would be excited yeah. about me telling you that I was called to ministry. And this was the word that he said. I've never forgotten it. He said, Son, if I could have talked you out of ministry in this hour, you weren't called in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. So calling matters. And if you are called, you're never going to be able to get away from it. Sure. God's always going to get your attention and draw you back to doing what he's asked you to do. Right. That's good stuff. You know, now, I, I think one of the distinctions between teaching and preaching is the spit factor. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I heard, I, heard, I heard one man say, teaching is telling it, preaching is yelling it. There you go. So there you uh, go. Maybe, maybe that's the difference. I there don't know. There you go. There you go. Let's talk about pastoring for a minute, right? So, you know, call to preach doesn't necessarily mean you are going to be a pastor. You know, I... I, uh, my wife and I just started 33 years. I guess we're 33 and a half years in now being married. And I think I'm 30, maybe 37 years in ministry now. Um, spent very little bit of a time, you know, at, at a local church. But I speak often, you know, a, a lot of weekends in, in mm-hmm. places and, and a lot of church speaking. But but let's talk about pastoring for just a minute. What, sure. What's, because you guys have been incredibly successful in, you know, where you are in Huntsville now, the places you were before that as well. But but I've kind of seen your church in the last few years, um, man, just the momentum and almost like it was just a, a, a catapulted into a new dimension. Talk about um, pastoring. What does that mean? That's a little different than preaching. You know, it mm-hmm. involves preaching, but it also yeah. involves people. Speak to pastoring a little bit. Well, I think pastoring for me, uh, again, that was something that I didn't want to do. I, I mean, I, I wanted to be a student pastor. You know, I was, you know, I felt like, you know, I was coaching, working with, I'm working with high school kids. And then going into the lead pastor role, I remember when Amy and I were talking about that because we wanted to do administration in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be a state youth director. That's a Church of God term for doing youth and discipleship at the, at the state level in administration. But the Lord just never allowed those doors to remain open for us. Mm-hmm. And I really believe it's because he wanted us to go pastor. Yeah. To me, pastoring is really about relationship with people, caring, shepherding people, Um you know, building those relationship with, relationships with them, being with them in great moments in their life, being with them at difficult moments in their life, um, allowing them to help discover the gifts that God's placed inside of them, cultivating them so that they can give back mm-hmm. to the kingdom of God. Uh, it's, um, you know, pastoring is, there. there is an aspect of it that is the preaching component, mm-hmm. speaking into their lives. And I'll when, when you're pastoring someone, for them to allow you to do that, sure. that's a big deal. So pastoring has its wonderful moments, and the wonderful moments far outweigh the difficult yes. moments. Mm-hmm. But there are some challenging moments in pastoring as well because you are dealing with people. And so I think for us, we look back over, we have now been lead pastors longer than we were student pastors. Mm-hmm. Good thing we started when we were 15 years old, right? <laughs> Just kidding. Don't believe uh, Yeah, no, it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> Uh, but we look back over our time of being lead pastors, and we're so thankful for the opportunity to have the relationships with people. In fact, 
it fits in this moment. I had one of my elders from my church in Ohio. He called me yesterday. He turns 87 this week. And he said, Pastor, I just wanted to call you and hear your voice mm. and just see how you're doing. That's relationship. Yes. That's part of what it's about. So uh, pastoring for me is a lot of the, there's more to it, but just sure. quickly talking about in that way, that's what I would say. Amy, what, what would you what would you want to add to that? Anything you'd want to add? Well, absolutely. It's doing life together with people mm-hmm. and, and hoping that we're all, you know, we're all growing in our faith and, and, and growing yeah, in our good. serving and growing in our reaching people for the kingdom of God. In the middle of that, there's up highs, there's lows, there's disappointment, there's sickness. And in all that, we just keep loving and seeking God and trying to point people toward God. And to me, it's such a great honor for God to allow us that opportunity to shepherd people. And I, I would just also say with pastoring too, you know, this season that we've that we've been in, this pandemic season has been, wow, probably the hardest season ever to pastor in. I mean, you're, you're having to flip on a dime, you know, you're having to be extremely creative, you're having to adjust. There's just been so many, we've lost some wonderful people. Sure. It's just been a challenge, but God has been good to us to help us uh, be able to to love our people, uh, be present for our people, and to help them. So uh, pastoring is probably the hardest it's ever been, but I really believe it's probably some of the most rewarding it's ever been. Sure. I grew up as a pastor's kid, you know, and I remember my, my parents and, um, man, it's, it's, uh, it's really more about the entire family than it is just about that preacher that stands in that pulpit, you know, on a regular basis, uh, denominational structures that you and I come from, you know, um, co-pastoring hasn't often been a thing and especially women in ministry or women in preaching ministry in particular hasn't been a thing. Although we know that, uh, man, the kingdom sure seems to celebrate that. So Talk to us a little bit. I don't know which one of you guys want to go first, but how did how did you, I want to know this. I want to know how you got to the point that you were going to go ahead and say, you know what, I'm called to preach. I'm a female, but I'm called to preach because, you know, you are a preacher as well, Amy. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're just, uh, you know, uh, a wonderful pastor's wife or a, a, a lay person who's operating in a pastoral setting. You're an anointed gospel preacher. How did you get to that place? Um, there might be some other folks out here that, don't want to do this. They have this calling. They can't get away from it. It resonates mm-hmm. with them continually. Right. Let's speak into their life. Let's encourage them that God can do this and is doing this, and we have a track record of him doing that. That's right. Well, again, you know, God began to confirm to me when I was here at Lee University that uh, speaking his word was a, call, a strong gift and calling in my life, and he confirmed that in many different ways. And so when Kevin and I started in student ministry, you know, I did a lot of speaking to young people and teaching to young people, and, and God gave me those doors. And as I was faithful in the doors he was opening, he began to give me different platforms. But I always go back to, you know, even Acts 2 and Joel chapter 2, when he talks about the last day he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Your, your sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Then he goes on to say, I'm going to pour out my spirit on both men and women, and they will, prof- will prophesy. And I, I think we're seeing that. We're seeing the more acceptance of that and celebration of that, more opportunity for that. And I, I tell people, you know, we could get in a long theological debate and, and, and what the Word says and all that, and I, we can talk about all the women in the Bible that God used because there's sure. so many right. examples. Yeah. And But all I know to tell you is I feel that calling. I, I feel like that's where I thrive. That's where I feel like I'm doing what I was created to do. So I can't turn away from that. 
And um, I've looked at the scripture. I've studied the scripture. I never want to um, make it invalid or say I don't line up with it. I do say that my husband is my spiritual covering. Mm-hmm. And he says always celebrated me and allowed me that platform. And so I just feel like I am walking in what God called me to do. And that's all I know is to be obedient to him. I also tell people I, it's all about kingdom agenda to me. Right. It's not about a woman agenda or a men agenda or or whatever a race you are or a political party. To me, our focus should always be kingdom agenda. Mm-hmm. And when we go about it that way, we're better together, sure. men and women, right. boys yeah. and girls, Absolutely. all ages. We're better when we're just saying, you know, we're going and we're going after God and mm-hmm. his agenda and what he's asked us to accomplish, and we're going to do this together not in competition with one another. I, I, I would just say when it comes to Amy, you know, preaching the gospel, I'm probably her biggest fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that she is gifted to do that. I know that, that, that the Lord has anointed her to do that. And, and here's what I see that maybe other people don't see. I see the time of prayer. I see the time of preparation. I see how serious she takes it, mm-hmm. that she wants to really communicate what God has put in her spirit to share with the with the people that that she's ministering to. And another thing I love about Amy, Amy, it, it doesn't matter the size of of the uh, the platform or the place. I mean, I, she's done a conference now for the last probably uh, seven eight years that it's typically only about fifteen to twenty five girls. Yeah. And she preaches to that room as though there's 2,000 mm-hmm. because she takes the assignment seriously. And I think that's the difference, uh, understanding what the assignment is. And that is to preach Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's, he's who we're to preach about. He's the one that will change people's lives. That's who she represents. And so I celebrate what God is doing through her in the way of preaching ministry. I, let's just be honest. My church loves hearing me. But if I say Amy's preaching, you know, they stand up and clap probably just as loud for her as they do me. And you know what? I'm good with that because we're one, we're together, we're on the same team, and we want to see people's lives change Mm -hmm. and transformed by the power of Christ. And I believe that's really what it's all about. You know, Amy, I I will uh, unashamedly um, affirm, you know, that I, at the times I've heard you preach, you know, um, great speakers are great speakers, but anointing is a different game. Absolutely. When the anointing comes, obviously breaks all the bondage and the captivity. You know, we've heard a ton of great speakers that didn't have an ounce of anointing, yeah. you know. Yeah. And we've heard some terrible communicators who had incredible anointing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so Let's I, don't say them out loud. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so I, I, I applaud this, and I, and I appreciate it. I think it's a wonderful distinction, you know, that, that they did. Let me, let me hear you, Kevin, talk about, be honest. I know you will. I'm going to challenge you with a question here. Um, you say you're her biggest fan. That's really anybody that knows you guys know that. But no doubt there had to be some choices and disciplines that you had to put in place to be able to celebrate the two of you coming together to build a house in this kingdom work that you're involved in and not let competition. Because you are an incredibly competitive person by nature. I've seen that many years ago on the softball field. Still am. And knowing you like I know you, you are very competitive by nature. But I, man, I see and sense anytime I've been around you guys, just a wonderful blending. So, so what are you putting in place to make that happen that some other couples that are out here in ministry that feel like God's doing something like this in their own life that they might need to begin to pray about, think about, employ? Well, I would just say this. Number one, Amy and I, were best friends. You know, our friendship, you know, 
I'm obviously I love her with all my. I mean, we've been married, you know, since 1994, so I love her dearly. But we're but we have a friendship. We have I would say we have a partnership, and uh, there are areas that I'm really strong in, and maybe she might be a little weaker in. There's some things that she's strong in that that I might be weaker in. But we have we have just always said it will never be about competition mm. between us because we are for one another. Um, you know, just 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 like this weekend, the, the church that she spoke at was uh, a, a little bit smaller. The church I spoke at was a little bit larger, and we both celebrated where where we were. And there are times that she's speaking at this great conference, and I'm I'm not even scheduled. <laughs> but we're okay with that. Yeah. And I had one man say, how do you how do you deal with your wife getting all these opportunities? And what do you do with that? I said, I'm ecstatic for yeah, her. For sure. Be- but again, I see the day in and day out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that is the difference. And that's what people have to understand. I know how she prays. I know how she prepares. I know I, know I said it earlier, I know how she studies. I know that when God opens the door, she takes it serious. Mm-hmm. But I just believe that we're for one another. Sure. And we, we will never allow the enemy to, to let there be some type of competition between us to, to see who can have the larger platform. Mm-hmm. We know the platform that God provides, he has provided. Sure. Sure. And, and we're going to celebrate that in our lives. And so I think that's probably been our, our greatest... Uh, I hate to use the word success, but our, our, our greatest affirmation of each sure. other is that we are we are literally for one another. Sure. We're, Amy, one of the things I've seen you do is honor Kevin. You honor him well, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I noticed that. Um, talk about the role of a co-pastor, a preaching, a female who preaches the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Who refuses to be competitive when... There has to be that human pull in you that says, and we all have it, we all face it, you know, yes. now, man, that was that was really good, or that was really bad, but that was really good. Thank you, Lord, that was really good. How do you keep honor when you know that the enemy is wanting you to see the elevation that God's taking you to, but yet you seem to keep pushing that elevation away so that God can keep elevating you. Is this making right. sense at all? No, yeah, it does. I'm seeing this in you, mm-hmm. and I want to ask you, what do other females need to know about honoring their spouse, yes. honoring their husband, who is a preacher like them? That's right. Well, you know, I am a, I read the Word, and I read what the Word says, that, you know, God is over man, and man is over woman, and we don't like, a lot of women don't like to talk about that. Yeah. I don't think that's spo- supposed to be abused by the man or the woman, uh, but again, the fact that he honors me and celebrates my calling and is, is a covering to me uh, makes me love him even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've told him before many times that, you know, I am there to help him. And if I'm ever too much, mm-hmm. I mean, I've said that to you, you know, yeah, you tell is. me. And a lot of times he, do, he does include me in decisions and opinions. But I always tell him ultimately that I'm going to support what he decides because I trust his leadership as the head of our household and the sure. head of our even our church family. Um, but he is uh, very good at asking me for, um, you know, my opinion and what I think. But ultimately, I never try to exert authority over mm-hmm. him because I know my place. And I don't mean that as a lowly thing. Mm-hmm. I mean that he's my husband. Sure. He's my spiritual leader. And so, therefore, I honor him. I honor what God does through him. I want God to propel him and give him great success. If he does that, then I feel like I've done my job well. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've always done is prayed for the Lord to keep me humble. 
and, and that yeah. he's first. And if I ever feel any sense of me rising up like that, I, I'm quick to go into prayer mm-hmm. of God. I want you to increase and Amy to decrease because everything I am is mm-hmm. because of you. Sure. The platforms you give me, the spouse that you've given that's allowed me to do this minute or, or celebrated me doing this ministry uh, is because of God. So I think it's just keeping in the right perspective who you are through Christ Jesus and who called you and all of that and all of us men and women alike should be done in humility should be done in submission to the Holy Spirit and how he directs us and how the word directs us I I would just say that Amy is extremely sensitive to the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and and anytime that you allow yourself to decrease and Christ to increase uh, God can use that and so I've seen that in her life and and let me just say this she's easy to celebrate Mm -hmm. She, she's easy to to say get up on the platform and I've told and this is a, this is another thing that we have and this is part of open communication within your within your marriage relationship but also your ministry relationship I always tell I say if you feel like the Lord has given you something to share all you got to do is tell me sure. and I'm I'm going to schedule you to preach mm-hmm. you know I have confidence in you and so I I think that's that's part two of of what we have is just being able to uh, communicate with one another uh, and we're, we can separate. Now, church is our life. Sure. Don't get me wrong, but we can separate. Uh, but there's been a few times, let me just be honest, do you want to run this meeting? I'll be glad to let you run this meeting. <laughs> and she'll quickly say, nope, that's your, that's your, you sit yeah, in the big yeah, chair, yeah, big yeah, fella, you yeah, go do yeah. it. But uh, that, that's what I love about Amy as well. She, she's easy to honor. She's easy to celebrate. And uh, she, again, I'm for her. She's for me. And uh, th- there's no, we don't feel that, you know, some people is, would feel that struggle. We don't feel that struggle because we love each other that much and we affirm each other that much. And again, when she wins, I win. When I win, she wins. Sure. And I just want to say this to any woman that is woman that feels called to ministry or is in ministry. You know, you, what's helped me is you have to walk in your identity through Christ Jesus. Sure. So uh, even if, let's say, Kevin had an issue or someone has an issue with me as a woman, I've received emails. Yes, we have. And I've been told my place. I have I have received those. Yeah. And this is what I go back to. God, I know who I am because of you and that you called me, that you've opened the doors for me. So I have to find my acceptance, my calling and my future through that affirmation. I'm not always going to receive it from man. I'm not always going to receive it from even people in the church, you know, that may say women need to be silent. I'm not always going to receive it that way. But then I have to dig deep inside of me and say, okay, Spirit of God, you called me. You confirmed that calling, and I'm just trying to be obedient so you you can deal with the people that may be against that. I'm just going to be obedient to what you called me to do. And and can you say to her credit, when we've received a couple of those statements? Yeah. Yeah, I had somebody one time that it was at a, it was just at a meeting. I'll just say it that way. We'll just say a meeting, and somebody said, "Does it bother you that, you know, she makes those statements about preaching, and does it bother you that she speaks?" I went, "Lord, no, it doesn't bother me at all." In fact, one day if the if the Church of God would would uh, shift the ordained bishop and allow women to be, you know, have the highest credentials, and she became the general, she, I'd be a great first man. I mean, I'll I'll go play golf every day and pick her up after work. We joke about that all the time, and that might get some people. And I'm not up. seeking for that. But Don't see, you that's it. She's yeah. not. We're we we have again I, the best way for me to state it is we have the partnership. Sure. We we have the communication. And I know what God has gifted her and called her to do. Yeah. And I want her to preach the gospel. I've seen ladies come up to her 
and and hug her neck and say, you don't know the, what you just said sure. and how it ministered to me and how it makes a difference. One of the things that I, um, I've learned over the years is that opposition affirms my calling. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The more opposition I get, you know, it's a wonderful passage in Scripture talks about, you know, where sin abounds, there's grace much more abounds. And a lot of people think, well, you know, there's free grace for all of my sin. It's really not what it's talking about. What it's talking about is where sin is abundant and the atmosphere of grace and God's anointing is greater than the sin that seems to be so prevalent in front of us. Right. And so, man, I champion you guys. I, I really do. I really appreciate what you're doing, who you are, what you stand for, what you've been, yeah. and where you're leading all of us. Yeah. Speak to college students. We talked to pastors a little bit. Speak to college students, you know, that might be um, in that transition place where God's calling them, or maybe they don't have a clue that God's calling them, or maybe they're trying to find their mate on this campus or some other college place. I don't know. Just speak to college kids. You've got, you know, grown kids yes, now that uh, yes. one's in college, two, three, four successfully out, um, including your daughter-in-law. What, what, what do you say to these kids? I, I think one thing I send to my daughter quite often here, but is the scripture on seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, and that's what I think in this season, there's so many distractions. In, in college, there's a lot of distractions. And we can get caught up in things that take our focus off our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has for us. And I think I would just challenge college students to get back to his word, focus on what he has for you and your future, because there's a long term here, not just where you are right now. And one thing I, I say again is I sought the Lord desperately while I was here at Lee. God, I know there's something you have me to do. And I had to wait for him to show me, but he began to show me. And you can ask him for that right spouse. You can ask him for yeah. that right job opportunity. You can ask him for the right confirmation for your future. And if you'll seek him, you will find him. Mm -hmm. And he will show you and direct you. And you're not out there on your own. Just be confident in who you are and your identity through Christ Jesus and allow him to order your steps and order your life because he'll blow your mind mm -hmm. of what he has for you I would just say don't don't miss the moment don't don't miss the opportunities that are that are ahead of you um, when you're here let's just say Lee University for example if you're a student here you have the opportunity to hear some of the elite ministers and speakers of the day here's some of the best worship you'll ever hear you have an opportunity to grow in your relationship with Christ it's, it's just phenomenal, the opportunities that, that are out there. And, and, and I would just say, just remember the choices that you make right now, they, they do affect your future. Yes. And, uh, you know, I would, I would love to say that I was the perfect Christian the whole time that I was at Lee, that, but that's probably not. I call you a liar. That's, that's, <laughs> not, that's not accurate. That's not accurate. And I know I probably missed some opportunities, but I did come to that one moment in my Lee experience where the Lord was said, you know, you're looking at everything yeah. and everyone else. Why don't you look to me? Yeah. And so I say to that individual right now who's trying to figure it out, who maybe feels a call, maybe maybe is, maybe they're just trying to figure out their relationship with the Lord. Don't miss the moment. Yeah. You know, don't don't miss the opportunity for the Lord to to specifically speak to you that can really alter the course of where you are and the, the you can walk into the purpose and the destiny that God has for you. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be very important. Mm -hmm. That's right. For just a minute, speak to the um, shift now. So we talked about pastors. We've given, you know, words of, of um, encouragement and challenge to students, churchgoers. You guys are pastors. Yeah. 
what does the churchgoer need to know about how to care for their pastor? What, what, what does a pastor need, Kevin? Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a great question. Um, you know, and I, I want to, I guess I want to respond uh, carefully to that. I mean, I would say, first of all, pastoring is not easy today. No. We, we are not perfect people. We, we're not going to do everything right. Um, I had one man one time when I was in a meeting, I said, you know what, this really bothers me. I'm a little upset. And he said, well, I didn't know pastors got upset. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm human just like you, so I, I, I get a little upset, but the Lord helps me. Uh, I would just say pray for us, first yes. of all. Yeah. We, we need you to pray for us mm-hmm. because, again, we're going to do our very best to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell my people all the time, I'm not going to be a perfect pastor, but I promise you this, I'm going to love you, and I'm going to tell you the truth according to, this, to the Word of God, but I do need you to pray for me. So mm-hmm. I would say pray for us. I would say care for us. Um, you know, every now and then, uh, affirmation is good. You know, I'm not saying that you got to affirm us every single Sunday and tell us every sermon was a home run because some of them are just singles. You know, I get it. Uh, but but affirm us. Uh, and if, if there is an issue or a concern, just handle it in the right manner. Mm-hmm. You know, handle that. Come to us in the right manner. I don't know how all pastors are, but I have an open door policy. If you if you have a concern. I'd rather you come talk to me. Don't talk to everybody else in the sure. church. Just come talk to me. Uh, but but I would just say, uh, come to church. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, participate. Uh, find your place, right? Find your place to serve where you can contribute. I would say practice proper stewardship in all aspects, time, talent, and treasure. Uh, God will bless that. Um, and uh, I would just... You know, as a, as a pastor, I would I would also say again, we're doing our very best to to lead you and to guide you for you to grow in your journey of faith, and uh, we, we want to help you do that. So I think the person participating in that process matters. Mm-hmm. So those are probably just a few things off the top right. of my head. Yeah. I don't know if you would want to add anything or. And I think as a mother and, a, and as a father, you know, we have children. You know, we when we it's went true. to interview at the church we've been at now for 11 years, we told them, you know, we have three children. At that time, they were third grade, sixth grade, and eighth grade. You know, our family's first. Our kids play sports. We're going to be at their sporting events. Uh, we're not going to sacrifice our children. So mm-hmm. we've always tried to include our children yeah. in the ministry. Yeah. And I, this makes my heart so happy now that my kids are older. But my son that's married, him and his wife serve in our church in various areas. My daughter that's already graduated from Lee, she serves in several areas. And if she's not scheduled on a given Sunday, she's almost upset. Yeah. That's how much she loves serving in the church. And Kendall, the one that's at Lee, when she's home, she's serving. And so I, I, it makes me happy the fact we did include them. We made them important. They knew they were important, and they knew that we cherished them as part of our ministry. Mm-hmm. So I would say to the church family, just remember that, you know, uh, we have a family too. We're parenting too. We have our struggles too. And we appreciate all your prayers, your support, yeah. your understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, even at times where we get physically sick or we have something going on in extended family, where we may be out a little bit, uh, that we're just doing life together, and mm-hmm. and I and the support and the love and the prayers mean so much. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's Friday, and uh, this episode is aired on Friday, and this happens to be the beginning of homecoming weekend at Lee yeah, University. It is, and uh, you're back, you know, um, to homecoming. What what does that mean to you guys? 
Well, I mean, one, it, it reminds me of when I was a student at Lee and I saw these old people coming in for the weekend. I'm now one of those old people. <laughs> nice. Uh, so that's, we that's, would say gray hairs, but he's losing his hair. That's right. Yeah. Yes, so, uh, yes. This is what pastoring might do to you. But uh, no, I, I, I reflect on that. Sure. I, I, one, it's hard to believe that I graduated in 94 and it's 2021. Yeah, that's kind of... That's really tough mm -hmm. to think that I've been, it doesn't seem like I've been gone from Lee that long, but I have so many fond memories. Yeah. I, I look forward to uh, seeing some of the people that I went to school with, uh, some of the people I, I still have contact with and relationship with, some of the things that we were involved in uh, while we were here on the campus, being able to go back and, and be at some of those types of, of meetings over the weekend, um, enjoy the basketball atmosphere, all the festivities. You know, walking around, seeing the additions, yes. additions and the changes to the campus. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I remember telling uh, Dr. Kahn recently uh, saying, I remember when the DeVos Center was new and we thought that was a big deal. Now it's go. the old building that needs to be refurbed, right? That's yeah. right. Uh, but it just, it's it's a good place to come back to because you, you remember the good things uh, about your Lee experience. Amy? Yeah, I think, again, seeing how this campus has evolved, you know, and it's just celebrating what, what the yeah. Lord has done on this mm -hmm. campus. Uh, and it also correlates to the fact of what I feel like yeah. from when I was a student to now, how sure. God has evolved in me. And I can't ever come back here without just thanking the Lord, how he's grown me and developed me and the opportunities given me. Because I still, when I come back on campus, go back to that 17-year-old girl that walked on this campus, mm -hmm. still trying mm -hmm. to find my purpose, still trying to find my way, still trying to, you know, find my confidence. And just looking back at all that God has done from that day on, it's been a journey, it's been a process, but God is so good and so faithful to us all and, and to this campus. And I would just say also it reminds me that I met Amy here and yes. God has been good to there me. You go. I'm yeah. so glad this is not a video podcast there because they would look at her and then look at me and say, what in the world? Exactly. And I would just say, Jesus has been good. <laughs> <laughs> and if it was a video podcast, you guys would be catching something that you can't see and maybe you've heard it but I've caught it since we've been here. This couple represents a true level of companionship. They represent models of trust. Man, they know how to celebrate each other. And I think if you want to win in life and any relationship that you have, if you employ those three values, Absolutely. man, they'll make a huge, huge lasting impact on people. Um, closing words, Pastor Kevin, what do you got? Well, I would just say, first of all, uh, in, in closing, one, thank you. Yes. Thanks for letting us be a part yeah. of this. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're honored to be a part of this this podcast and appreciate what you do here at Lee and our friendship. And, I mean, you came and spoke to our church when we were mobile yes. and yeah. at the school. And that, that's a whole story within itself. <laughs> we don't have time for that. But thank you for that. And just yeah. appreciate the invitation for Amy and I to come to talk about ministry. But I would just say to that person out there, uh, go after the Lord. Yeah. He's got great things for your life, great plans for your life. You don't have to have it all figured out right now. Mm -hmm. He'll unfold it. He'll mm -hmm. show you, and uh, he's going to help you. And we just pray God's best for you. That's awesome. that's what I would say. How, how can people get a hold of you, Pastor Kevin, if they want to uh, reach you guys? Well, the best way would be you can find us on our website. It's lifechurchhuntsville.com, okay. lifechurchhuntsville.com. My email address is there. It's kevin at lifechurchhuntsville.com. So that's the easiest way. Right. On Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. So you can find me there. My handle's there. So that, that's probably the easiest way. Amy, we're going to end with you, but in just a minute. Um, we're going to do something that we don't do every episode. We do it actually less times than we do it, than we 
less than more than we do it, whatever. Anyway, in just a minute, I want you to pray. Okay. That's good. And then when you pray, at the end of your prayer, um, there's going to be a Lee U worship tune that will come on. So whoever's listening to us, after Andy prays for whoever hears this episode, um, you know, I want you just to pause and stay with us for the length of that Lee U worship song. And I want you to contemplate what God might be speaking into your life, whether you're a student, whether you're a uh, a couple, whether you're a business, I don't care. It doesn't make any difference to me. Man, if you can hear, God is definitely speaking in the world today, and yeah. we want you yeah. That's right. to hear what he is saying. Amen. As always, I will remind you guys that um, you're made for more. God right. didn't create you to live in um, isolation. He created you to live in fellowship with other people. Go out, make a difference in the world. God's counting on you. There's people that need what you can offer. That's right. And uh, God can do that even at this stage in your life, whether you are like Kevin and I, aging fairly well, or whether you are, uh, you know, uh, a 17 year old finding yourself on this campus. You know, we want you to know, our listeners on Surfcast, that you can make an impact. So get out there and get it done. We'll catch you on our next episode. Let God touch you through this prayer, contemplate through this song, and we'll catch you next time on Surfcast. Dearly Father, God, we just come before you today, God, and we say that we love you. Yes. God, there is no one like you, God, and I just give you praise today, God, and for every person listen to this podcast. God, I ask that you would speak to them, that you would open up their spiritual yes, ears, Lord. their hearts, their spirits, God, to receive what you are saying to them today. God, there is more. God, there is more work to be done for the kingdom of God. There are callings. There are open doors ahead of yes, us. Yes. God, and you are still the Lord of it all. You have not come off your throne. Nothing that we've gone through in this season has caught you off guard or by surprise, but God, you are with us, and you said you would be with us to the very end of the age, God, that he that begun a good work will continue into the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. So yes. today, God, we just give you praise. We thank you that you are with us, that your presence is with us, and God, that you are opening doors and making way where there seems to be no way. Yeah. And God, I just praise you that although I can't do anything in Amy myself, but through Christ Jesus, yes. I can do all things. Yes. And God, whoever's listening today that just senses an inadequacy, an insecurity, maybe a lack of ability, God, if we would just give ourselves wholeheartedly to you, God, you can make great things out of any person, God, that is obedient to your word, that walks by your spirit, and that is available. So God, cleanse us. God, humble us. Let us walk wholeheartedly, surrender to you, and celebrate every day what you are doing, what you will do, and what is yet to be completed. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen. and amen. Clothe me in
Thanks for tuning in to Surfcast with Dr. William Lamb. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Surfcast to stay updated on special guests and future episodes.